As Mark said, you know, us being a mental podcast, I must ask, you know, you guys working in the entertainment industry, how does this affect your mental health? In addition to you still wanting to practice your craft authentically. Anxiety on a hundred. <laughs> Anxiety, yeah. imposter syndrome, you're going to go through it all. Mm-hmm. You're going to go through it all. Like, yeah, I think just building a brand, like just just understanding that you have to see something that's aside from your person. It's like almost like building a, a whole new personality with a purpose, though. So it's like you we take a lot of things very, very serious. It's almost like Kobe mentality is like Kobe mentality for 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 basketball players. Not all basketball players think like Kobe. But it's almost like Kobe mentality can be applied to so many other things. And when it comes to being creative, every every creative has some level of Kobe mentality, like something you do that's wholly unorthodox that somebody might be like, whoa, is that what you do? Like a lot of actors have to record themselves and talk to themselves for hours on end. People who build, build brands and personalities and influencers in particular have to constantly almost pivot their stance or the way that they say things. So understanding and remembering who you are and the things that you like, like self-care and those things become very, very essential. Um, And knowing who you are becomes very essential. I I would always say that my brand is, who is Michael? My brand as who is Michael Wade, it always is like a self-check for me to be like, yo, remember what you're doing here, but remember like who you are, whose you are, all this stuff that is off the stage as well. So, I mean, I think I kind of speak for everybody when I say, you know, it's a struggle, but it's like, it's almost like that comes with it. You know, the same way being somebody who works in the field of mental health, I feel like that comes with it and take on the baggage of, you know, some of your clients, but uh, we're not baggage, we're like, you're trained for that. Not everybody's trained to receive and, and be on those types of levels. So I definitely think it's different for everybody, but the role roles it varies i'm pretty sure it shifts um but i don't want to take too much of the innocent time for this question but i mean i'm I'm definitely interested on hearing how this part of the conversation plays out because i think we all kind of feel alone a little bit in each of our struggles like like damn nobody there's not too many people like me who does exactly what i do to relate so like it's real interesting to hear who goes, who else goes through it? And I love like how you just were so vulnerable with that. I think that's the most important thing with mental health, being able to sit in your vulnerability. Um, because we just all connected on like how, where we're from and our struggles connect us. But when it's time to really sit down with the specific thing that frightens us, we feel alone. Because I'll be feeling alone too. And then I have to ground myself. I'm like, it's us. I'm never alone because I got me. And once I got me, I can penetrate that to the people around me. And then they'll have me because I'll have them and they'll have me and it's us. And that's like one of the reasons why I'm like choosing to be an artist like full time now. Because I'm like, oh, this is exactly what I want to spread. Like through my turn up music, through my, you know, clatchetness. Like, 
I want to be able to say, hey. I like, like that. Trademark that. <laughs> Clashiness. And I feel like, you know, Clinton was my first real roommate in LA and I was stressed in the beginning. Like I worked so much, like Clinton would be tired and then I would come home and he'd be tired for me. And I didn't know how to deal with the um, unspokenness you spoke about Michael earlier. Like, that uh, underpay or overworked or the silence of your voice. I did not know how to uh, operate in those environments. It wasn't until I became in a position of power that I was like, <laughs> my pay is this much. And then I like conform to like the normal of the hierarchy. But through that, I then always operated in love and kindness. And I feel like my one piece of advice for um, mental health as a creative in the entertainment industry through my experience is just being able to like find space to sit with your shadows and your fears so you can befriend them. Cause once you sit with them, they're less scary and you can then like identify what's really coming up for you. That's preventing you from operating at your fullest potential from being awkward from, you know, overeating ice cream from doing whatever it is and I feel like as a community you know like people say like it's trendy now to say people of color right but like before saying people of color was like fucked up and so like sometimes I'll be like uh people of shades and like nobody laughs but like I feel more comfortable saying that you know, like you're just so dropping I trademarks. Like, I like that. I like that you're one. dropping <laughs> trademarks. You got a trademark. Like you got one. trademark all this. <laughs> but I'm. I feel like we don't talk about. We always because a lot of people who grew up in a poverty mentality or community, they feel like they cannot show a sense of struggle because that's how they've had to survive. So when it's time to be vulnerable, it's like, oh, I can't do this in front of you. And I think mental health is finding power in your sadness, in your feeling defeat, you know, in the things you're not good at. Um, because if we don't put that first, then we are just, we resign to what it is to live. So get educated on emotional intelligence to deal with your mental health, it's helpful. Yeah, definitely agree. Definitely yep. agree. Ironically, my brother's a comedian, and he be talking a lot about that. Like comedians, like I be thinking, I be having a tough time. I'm pretty sure artists think that they have a tough time, but comedians be going through it. Like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. every single joke is a part of them. You feel me? And a very, very deep, deep part of them. And then there's also the saying like. Like people, as a host, I always say like I spend a lot of time on stage in front of people, but I have it easy. People don't expect much from those. I come out, I say, "Hey, how you doing, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Mike Wade. I'm here to host the show. Understand this? I'm the host. So if you don't laugh, I still get paid. Not my job to make you laugh. I'm not a comedian. People chuckle. I'm good for the rest of the show. Feel me? I got to chuckle. I'm good. <laughs> That's a like, joke. That's a, a joke. comedian come out there and they're like, "Hello," and and people be like, "Why are you not making me laugh?" Yeah, funny. And they like, yo, the person just 
they just got here. You understand what I'm saying? So those pressures, like, yeah, the expectations are real. Um, and I think that nobody is gonna put more pressure on 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 you than yourself. And we, we all relate because I, I think one of the aspects of um just the mental aspect of it is just the 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 pressure that you put on yourself. Um I know I'm not probably not the only one that probably thinks this way, but my mentality going into every shoot of my life so far that I've had was the question of, it's kind of similar to, to what you're saying, Michael is Michael Wade. My question that I ask is, am I, am I ready for this? Am I good enough? Like, and, oh. and even during like pre-production, like my mindset has this has been my routine for every shoot, no matter what it was. It could be the most easiest thing in the world in, in my in, in my sense where I'm like, oh, I've done this before. But every shoot, it's always like, what do I do to, to become better, to become you know more efficient? Am I good enough for this? And then it triggers my mind to start to over-prepare. And then that's my way of literally getting ready. Like, for me to calm down and ease my my mindset, I over prepare. I'm re rewatching YouTube tutorials I've watched a hundred times on like lighting, and I'm like, you know about lighting? What are you <laughs> doing? And I I think it's just the fear of of not being good enough, and or even the fear of someone someone calling you fake, you know, for what you're doing when you, you know your your passion is is lying in this. You know what I mean? For, for so many times where I felt like out of place was just, you know, my first time experiencing, you know, what it's like to be on set for something, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's been there, you know, but it, it's just so interesting the way that it, it takes, takes control of your, your mentality of, man, like, you feel, you feel like so small in a room, you know, and, and it's like, what, like, no, you're good enough. You're you're doing amazing things. Like the the biggest compliment somebody could tell me is is just how good something comes out after it's finished. You know, because you're we're always self criticizing, um, and in in a way, sometimes it, it almost self sabotages us because you know there have been times where you know the anxiety kicks in and you know I have a panic attack and I'm like, oof. And I had to step away from 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 the shoot real quick to just breathe really quickly and then get back into it. And I'm even more so I'm naturally an introvert. So I'm like being on set. Uh, I'm people tell me like, yo, you're the friendliest person here. And it's like so weird, but it makes us feel so good, you know. Um, and even in my experience, um, you know, I've done wedding films, you know. And I still do to this day. I've I don't know. I've done like almost everything, <laughs> but you know the the biggest compliment I get is, you know, this is somebody's wedding day that I'm filming, and they look to me and they're like, "Man, if the camera guy is cool and friendly and collective, what do I have to worry about?" You know, they're so <laughs> nervous, and it's just like the guy that's responsible for filming and making sure that this is deeply cemented in memory is cracking jokes having a good time making everybody feel at ease and i think mike to what you're saying that's that's the mentality of a of a comedian as well it's just like making everybody feel comfortable because you don't know like behind closed doors like they're probably really depressed or something and and just like you you know trying to like project that and trying to cast that out 
And then the biggest thing that makes their day is making people laugh, you know? So it's just so many layers to just like the, the, the mentality and psychology behind the creative, you know, like I often think about, um, just back, back in time, just like crazy artists, like Vincent Van Gogh cutting off his ear, like what? (laughs) Like, it's just like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, that's the artist mindset. Like what? (laughs) I'm not cutting off my Mm -hmm. ear for nothing, but you know, I kind of get that mentality of just like, man, like you're driving yourself insane almost, you know? And it's like, even, even, even situations like, like, like Basquiat, you feel me? Like, like, no, like that was taboo. Like people were just pretending like that man wasn't going through a whole bunch. Like before the, the, the life that he lived, you feel me? Like, Mm -hmm. Like nobody, almost nobody cared, but then now everybody cares, and then he also sees like they survivors only care when you gone. Survivors right. remorse like, is another thing that we all experience. Like, what what makes me so different? There are a hundred other me's from where you feel me, and y'all happy with me, and y'all still not gonna pay me enough. Like, it's just the y'all still not gonna mindset. put resources in the hood. Like, yeah, but I mean. I have to it's say really something towards mental health. Like you guys are speaking on some really, really like important, important points here. And it's like a theme, right? So people of color, especially, not only do they deal with worth issues. Am I good enough? Do I belong here? It's not only that imposter syndrome, but so you said something really profound, Sebastian. And it's that uh, you already know you have the skills, but you self-sabotage where you step into the self-sabotage and like all self-sabotage really is, it's self-protection. And we have to remember as people of color that the reason we self-sabotage and we don't feel good enough and we have all this syndrome, it's because we're so used to survival and we have this like survival victim identity. And so when we step into the thriving, it almost feels inauthentic or it just, mm-hmm. it's not even that it's inauthentic, it's unfamiliar. And so it's scary. And so taking on that identity of thriving and no longer being in the struggle um, mm-hmm. is a really difficult thing to do. It's hard to step into your power when inherently we all have these beliefs that we aren't good enough because of colonization and, and everything going on in the world. So you and know, that's no. that even I circles agree. back to what we were talking about of why do we have all these struggle films? Yeah. And you, mm-hmm. you you hit you hit the nail right on the head where it's just like right. we 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 never seen that before. We never seen each other stri- thriving and and you know being successful in a sense. There's yeah. always got to be some type of rooted you know Sebastian, struggle. You know, do, do you think it's due to the lack of re- representation that causes this effect of? like self-esteem or, or doubt or fear. Cause you're, cause think about it. You sometimes, you know, I know you've, you've, you've y'all, uh, y'all have been in spaces where you might be the only person of color, but you know, mm-hmm. you, but you also have, uh, you've been in opportunities where you've worked with, you know, you're sitting down and it's, everyone's black. So it's mm-hmm. like, how is those, those experiences b- between the two? Are you more, more confident when you, you know, you got people that look like you. Sebastian knows. Sebastian knows. I got a <laughs> mouthful of this. But Sebastian, please start. 
Nah, uh, go drop ahead, it, drop bro. It, Mike, drop, drop go it. ahead, Mike. Nah. You got keep it. Real, you got it, it, bro. Yo. Yeah, you know. I'll, wait, I'll kick if, it off. You don't want to. If you don't want to share too much, like, keep it real. Let me let me kick it off to what you're saying about being more comfortable on you know with with a set. Um, it reminds me of the late the late great John Singleton. I remember watching an interview of him. You know, Snowfall. You already know. Um, he just he spoke about hiring black, you know, black creatives and, 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 and black people in production. And, you know, he, I think he had this expressed, you know, he doesn't mind hiring black people, but just being black doesn't mean that you don't have to be good. You have to be good. You gotta you know? be good. And you have to be good. It's like, <laughs> don't let that be that only one way ticket to where, okay, we can relate to each other. We're black but also prove your worth. Make sure that you know that you, all the, all the, the, the levels of production. And if you don't, I will teach you. And that's where, you know, my mentality comes in where I see a lot of, you know, saturated, you know, you know, filmmakers or, you know, people who are trying to be filmmakers coming in and take kind of, I, I wouldn't say taking advantage of, but more so just only relying on their, you know, them being black or, or brown to carry them through and it's like no like it's not only that you gotta tell you gotta let them know i know what 23.978 frames a second means i know what you know color correction means i know all all the textbook savvy stuff i'm passionate about the 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 techniques and the and the knowledge behind production to know that you know i am here i it's not just my my color that's 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 gonna carry me through and that even I'll leave with this. I'll pass it off to Mike. I'll, it reminds me of just an old episode. There's so many things I reference, but like there was this episode of the Wayne's Bros. I'll never forget it, where Sean was like hired at this big, big time company, right? And all they had him doing was just, you know, pencil pushing and and stapling. And they're like, oh yeah, we're happy to have you. And it's like, you know, in, in the end, he ended up doing you know something for the company that kind of helped him out but they didn't see the value in him. And that's where that mentality needs, needs to happen, where it's like, you got to show these people that you know what, what the hell you're talking about. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and, and not just being that token black guy. And that's also just the fear of, of, you know, I know I'm going all over the place, but that's just the fear of, you know, what I see in when, when it comes to companies acknowledging us and, and giving us a chance is like, are you really giving us a chance because of our content value or just the color of our skin? You know, yeah. and if it's if it's color our skin, let us know so that we can, you know, skedaddle and <laughs> go where we're really valued. You know, so trying to make that quota, I, just like my first name. How can we combat this? How can we, as people of color, no matter what industry you're in, but also like in the entertainment industry, how can we make people value us? What do you think is the solution to that? Um, and how can we combat these? Many- these inequities, people only seeing us as a token for the color of our skin. How can we combat that? I think it's just taking that. Go ahead, Mike. You got to do the work. You got to do do the work. work. (laughs) You got to do the damn work. Like, yo, if you are here, it's you. It ain't nobody else. It's you. So if you mess up, we all mess up. Ain't nobody else getting back in this spot. Ain't nobody else getting this opportunity, this chance. Like, do the work. And that's the thing about it because, like, as like, you mentioned that right? before, like, you said what? 
but is that right? Like putting that thing, like what you said, that saying pressure? that. Oh, no, yeah, no, 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 like, I it's you, just I'm like. No, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Okay. I'm going to get there, right? I feel that pressure. I'm going to feel that pressure. You feel me? Whether you, whether anybody feel like they put it on me or not, the next person is going to feel that pressure, right? The pressure is something that's never going to change. So I'm not going to tell you about like, no, I, I mean, I personally feel like the pressure, because the only pressure that really exists is the one that's in your mind. I don't really think that there's that's still good. that pressure in the spaces that we're in. Now we go through yeah. the timeline. Like this is also a transition from like, when I first started creating content, there were a lot of faces that weren't like mine. Yeah. And in those positions, I played my role. However, when I wound up in spaces where everybody was like mine, we mm-hmm. all were still having a survival mentality of we got to prove ourselves to the point where we're proving ourselves, but nobody's doing the work. Mm-hmm. And then everything falls through. All the, all the budgets fall through. All the planning falls through. All the stuff that everybody was a stick landing behind for and all oh, this person's so annoying and so on and so forth. That falls through. And then the work falls through with it. And then nobody's to blame but us because it's only us. Michael, and what is like, doing well, the work? I, what is so doing like, the work? So, so like doing the work is when you get in your tier position, for example, me as talent, I review scripts. I rewrite scripts. I do more than is expected of me because I know that what needs to be done, the content has to be done properly, especially when we're talking about um, struggle plots, right? Do the work of digging deeper to find out what's aside from the struggle plot inside of you to to, to bring to the table because now we are being asked these questions. Yes, we are being asked to play these roles, but it's very, very easy to sit down and tap into trauma because that's what we're used to. Mm-hmm. So now when you sit yeah. down and you bring a new artist into this, into, into, the, into this space and you're like, all right, well, rap to us about something positive. That artist don't know how to rap positive because they've been practicing rapping negative because that's what they've seen success to be. And we have to understand that the models and the frames for success will always change. Like the model and the frame for success for me has been Steve Harvey. But after Steve Harvey, there's definitely, a, you feel me, a Terrence J who comes right after. And then then there's a, a Michael B. Jordan who now takes the role of acting. Like these things still transition and people play these dualities. And it's like, these gentlemen are doing the work. Tyler Perry did not settle at like, for example, there's this stigma where it's like, if you want to make it in Hollywood, you got to sell your soul as a black man. You got to dress up as a woman and play some emasculating role, right? That is a rumor theory, whatever may have you, but who's to say that that's where it stops. If that's how it goes, that's how it goes. You got big mama's house, you got all these beautiful works of, of, of art for the culture that exist. Everybody done it. My thing is, why would we focus on something like that as opposed and write somebody else? Like there's a lot of cancel culture that flows around as well. And cancel culture may be real, real counterproductive to where we're moving forward with, that the, just the, is exactly the, where I'm coming from. So, 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 like with me saying, like, granted, but I also feel like cancel culture is a pressure that I don't want to say we create on ourselves, but it's like that's also something we created in the culture. Like, we started canceling each other, and then it becomes like, oh, yeah, you trying to cancel? I, I'll give you a platform to cancel them, and I'll give you a platform to cancel them, and then it becomes platforms of negativity mm-hmm. instead of us doing the work and really being like, all right, how do we show black boy joy? Showing Black Boy Joy prior to it being a trend was a really hard thing to capture without having somebody who's a talent be like, no, nah, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to, you understand what I'm saying? 
but you got to have people that's done do the work to be comfortable enough with themselves, whether the work be internally, whether the work be externally, but processing and understanding where we are allows us to move forward. So, I mean, like with that being said, my biggest frustration, and that's why I said it before, is just like when we've moved out of spaces where it was like people that lack of representation, and then we've come into spaces where there's a bunch of representation and then they'll say there's crabs in a barrel. And it's like, yo, what are we fighting over now? So now we have independent where it's like, I like to work with black people, but just because you black don't mean I'm working with you. I like to work with people of color, but just because you people of color don't mean I'm working. I like to work with mm-hmm. people who do the work. Mm. Mm-hmm. You feel yeah, me? May I? Yeah. yeah, jump, jump I, in, right? I, uh, okay. I feel like it's about balance. Without the sun, there is no night. And so there will always be like a cancel culture outside of our culture. Um, which I accept and which I like promote to accept because then that just helps us build skin to say we can't please everybody. So let's just focus on pleasing on ourselves. But I feel like the what you're saying does like how do we elevate and create a new uh, energy is by speak like, I think it stems from the lack of approval to talk about mental health in our communities and the lack of knowledge about mental health in our communities. Because like, I think having more emotionally intelligent conversations and learning how to better articulate and move through our feelings in the workplace is going to help the the foundation of everything, right? So like being integrous, that's what I feel like you're saying, Mike. You're like, show up, do a good job, say, like come here and do what you said you were going to do. Like be integrous with your word. And if you're integrous with your words, then your actions will be integrous. And I, I feel like the pressure, we, we, we have to eliminate that self-applied um, pressure because we all now have the awareness that it is false. And that if we continue to carry mm. that pressure forward, then we are validating the scarcity we are validating the validation we are validating the empty altar that like the internalized colonialism too we're in we're we're perpetuating approving the system instead of saying like thinking otherwise that you know it it should be more of like i'm here i'm I'm gonna i'm I'm gonna stick to to who um doing the work and and make sure that i'm self self self-developing but also that I, I hold value and you should put value into me, right? Like these companies, these corporations need to show that, that and understand that, you know, you, you have the experience. It's not just more than a quota thing, right. you know? I'm, I'm almost afraid though of how- When you're in those workspaces. No, go ahead, Des. Oh, I mean, go ahead, Ray. <laughs> so when you're in those workspaces, like if someone's not doing their job, you know how to like lovingly and sternly articulate how to get them to get their shit together or like let them go because then you can work through ego because mm-hmm. like having a comp mm-hmm. like when you're set up at a job like people want to act like their feelings are not involved but if you didn't good, get good sleep or if you're on your period or if someone you love has passed and you got to show up to work you're dealing with feelings and like you're just suppressing them but if you could be like yo you're not doing what you're supposed to do today what's up and you say well actually I lost my dad. It's like, okay, cool. I understand. You should have took the day off. Can can you operate moving forward? I'm showing you love, but we need to do what we came to do. I feel like, right. but that comes from being able to speak about how you're feeling, which mm. is more a thing now than it's ever been, but it's still not a pop, 
phenomenon in yeah. our community. So yeah, I, I think like that's I agree. Inviting therapy. Yeah. I think that's um that's like the biggest challenge too, because you know, from from our perspective, we we don't want to see we don't want people to see us crack and and people to see us in that light in the sense where it's like, oh my God, like they're breaking down, you know, and it's like it, it's almost just that that vulnerability, you know what I mean? Because we want it, it, it in a role where we might be leading or producing or directing, you know, people look to you. So even even that, if if they're not they're not putting that pressure on you, that's that's just pressure that's already existent. That's not, you know, it's not pushing, but it's there. It's like it's not pressure, it's motivation, you know, in a sense. And uh, I also feel like my question, I don't, I, and even at matter of fact, where is this, is this pressure existing? I think this pressure changes, mm. right? Like, for example, let me not call out no names, right? But when I was working for production companies in the city, it got real different from when I moved to other parts of the city that were less populated. And when I was working for production companies in the pop parts of the city that were less populated, but more populated like myself, the pressure was almost like there's no pressure and nobody's doing shit. So now I'm tight. Well, not so now it's nobody. like lacking motivation. Yeah, exactly. It's so like... now it's a different type of stroke. But then I also feel like you create your own space. Like, what does that pressure feel like? Because then mm. there's the pressure of the leap of faith. There's mm. the pressure that we all feel when we detach from all of the connections or obligations that we had or securities that we had while getting it regular. You feel me? Getting yeah. a regular check as opposed to chasing the bag. And I also think that's something that we kind of are hesitant to embrace. Mm-hmm. Like Tyler Perry, when he bought this lot, we have to understand before he built anything on this lot or created anything on this lot, we thought he was bugging. <laughs> we were like Tyler Perry, don't want to watch no mad mad Medea, mm-hmm. but we didn't realize that yeah. that lot ain't for Medea. That lot is for everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, like, what does this? Is there pressure in this new space? We talking about like a utopia, and this is like me. I mean, I don't know if I'm pulled. Well, Mike, listen to what you just said. Listen to what you just said, right? So you said he wasn't just doing it for Medea; he was doing it for everybody. And so that's where this pressure comes from: is that people of color not only are doing it for themselves, they're doing it for their families, and they're doing it for everybody and for the culture and for yeah. To, to elevate us as a people of co- of color. So I think that's where this pressure comes from is yeah. the fact that we're not just doing it for ourselves. Yeah. I, I'm curious to know, like, um, when does it become motivation? Because we talk about eliminating the pressure, but how do we keep the wheels turning um, when to, yeah. to, in a sense, yeah, like, not, not allow ourselves to, to be lazy, in a sense, or just sit back I, and I, take a breath? Yeah, I, I, that has what has been the past three months, like, I've been focusing on, it's your desire. How Mm. do you want, what is your desired feeling? When Mm. you can identify what your desired feeling is, then you can identify your intention, what intention will bring you that desired feeling, which will Mm. then create, like a full circle of like an inner flame, because Mm. pressure is a choice. It's a perspective. Like you said, pressure can decide to feel it. Yeah. Exactly. I always feel like pressure has always had that negative connotation where it's like, you know, I feel like, you know, I feel like the pressure. I feel like it's Childhood gaining trauma. on me, you know, well, it's trauma. What you're doing it for, like, De- like Ray said, like, are you doing it 
for everyone else, then you're putting pressure on yourself. Are you doing it for you? And because mm-hmm. it's you truly want to do and it's something you desire, then it becomes motivation. Mm. The love, the passion. Yeah. But don't get me wrong, right. though. I also feel like there are people like I don't even, and I, and maybe this is only me, like myself, where it's like I've always wanted to be the person that I wanted to look up to growing up. So mm-hmm. and it's like now with that fuel and that fire, like with what we've been able to create, like through creating naturally, people are inspired to create more because I, mm-hmm. I feel like the role that I choose to play and even, you know, SP, we talk about this all the time, like becoming that resource, because I mean, even dating back to a little bit earlier in the conversation, the lack of resources, we kind of become the lack, the, the become the resource even by seeing representation. You understand what I'm saying? Like, that's just how I see it. So that, that's like yeah. the motivation for me. Like, what if I you switched? Because, instead, because I am the resource instead of becoming yeah. the resource. You elevate yeah. yourself by knowing because you've been yeah. doing this. Like when I met you, like, you know, you have a very a, a radiant energy and people are attracted to you and you're so loving and welcoming and you hold space for a lot of people and holding space for yourself to know that you naturally hold space speaks louder than anything else. Yeah. You that motherfucker. Facts. Nah, 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 nah. That, I mean, it does hit. It does feel different, though. It feels different in the position that we're in now because... Even the conversations that that are that are being had, it's not it's not even about personal content anymore, and that's how like I feel like I transition. It's almost like how can anybody else come to me and it's like, all right, let's see if we can take this to the next level because I'm over thinking small. I thought I've I've thought small before, so I'd rather be a person who helps everybody else around me think bigger. It's like that everybody gets fed, everybody eats off that concept, so. Sheesh, I think it's a promising time. Motivation when you do it for the right reasons and yourself naturally turns into everybody eats. You're not doing it for that reason, but it's a natural. um, It it naturally is the result of you just doing it for you, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also finding like minded individuals in that sense, Um, Mm -hmm. because I feel like, you know, the biggest, I think, themes that are coming out of this is love and community. So it's just like and communication the, and communication and, and, and knowing, you know, when to be, you know, how to be vulnerable with each other, because it's, it's, it's the understanding that comes from it too. And the biggest relief that I get from, from, you know, fellow filmmakers is just like, you know, I know what you're going through. You're not alone. You're not alone. We got you. You know what I mean? Like we know, like navigate through this, and and you can you can get back on your feet if you fall down, you know. That's the best thing. Yeah, you singing that, Michael. <laughs> I love it. It's always good to have support within our community, especially in regards to mental health, because we know how much of a taboo that could be, right? Families in our community. So it's good, like you guys being in such a industry that puts such a strain on your mental health. I, I always find like support is always a good outlet for you guys um so talking about mental health um, i wanted to know like what um projects you guys have coming up like can you guys shout out your social media let us know what you guys are working on all that good stuff oh wow mad projects mad projects um a lot (laughs) uh, sheesh um get into it 
Yes, the people want to know. The heat, drop the heat. Well, well, you can follow our most recent endeavor, I seven eight. Um, the I is the letter I, the number seven, and spell out eight studio, no S. That's what we've recently been working on. SP and myself, um, respectively. My social medias are I am Michael Wade. Um, but also, you know, just in regards to content that we plan to put out, we plan to release some creative insight, you know, speaking from the voice of creatives, um, what we go through, how we feel, because this is a conversation that SP and I have in the studio all the time. And, you know, just knowing a little bit more about what the creative process is and what we're going through in regards to our actual stresses, like clients want these deadlines, we have to put out this time and stuff like that. So we're going to be putting out little social clips that, you know, just say, don't stress your creative. So, for example, any audience members that are like, when's the next episode of, you know, Conversations of Color? Don't stress the creatives. Give them their time because we're working on good content. So that's what we try and, you know, bridge the gap in understanding creatives in that regard. But um, also, we do plan on, like, well, we got mad stuff coming out. So we got content that's going <laughs> to speak to the soul. Don't expect nothing that's, like, acting like a movie. We're talking about short film with voiceovers. We're talking about SP doing abandoned art, SP1 films. We're talking about no music videos. We're talking about content that's going to touch the soul. We're talking about colors, vibes. You're going to feel like you could smell what you're watching. That's how good we're going to create it. Right, SP? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. You said it best, man. I mean, it's um, it's a blessing to know that we're we're... we're curating and putting together content that we can put on, on on YouTube and and other other media platforms um we're just tapping into our craft and seeing the possibilities that we'll, what we can do at, at our at our 500 square foot studio you know in Jersey exactly. City you know what I mean exactly. I don't um, know if it's 500 I think we got almost, almost a K we almost got a K in there. <laughs> but, but um, also follow thank you for buying black that's just spelled out straight because a lot of the things that we're going to do if we're working with any black artists, thank you for buying black features. You feel me? So we're, we're trying to push the black biz, black owned businesses for sure. Like yes, sir. becoming that resource to make you get the industry quality standard marketing and promotional content tabletop from SP one films. This man is not even going to his horn. I appreciate now. you. I appreciate the love brother. <laughs> my, my social media handles, um, well, SP1 Films, that's never going to go away on Instagram. You can follow me uh, on SP1 Films. But even more so, I'm just trying to get my, my media company following up. So you can follow uh, Abandoned Art Productions at, at Abandoned Art Productions on Instagram. Um, Twitter. I following it. I appreciate you. You feel me? Um, Twitter, Captured by SP1. And as always, you know, um, CapturedbySP1.com. So, you know, just a lot of uh, great things coming about. Um, shout out to my guys, Greg, Greg DaCosta, um, Namdi Simon, you know what I mean? Like these yes, guys sir. are just amazing filmmakers. My best friend, Jordan Barossi, you know, he got he got some stuff, some heat cooking up, you know, with some, in the NFT space. And, you know, it's just it's about to be nice. real good. Um, but I'm just excited just to um, work on, you know, some short narrative films um that are coming about where people are you know coming coming to me and it's like hey you want to you want to dp this project like you know director of photography i'm like okay yeah sure you know so i'm currently reading some scripts you know breaking down some 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 um 
some uh, projects where just get, you know, exercising my talents and expertise. So I can't wait for the content that's about to come out. And um, again, just collaboration with, with who was Michael Wade and the, the things that we're going to do at I-78 Studios. So it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a fun filled year. Facts, facts. Yo, fun fact, though, um, the Yurt meme, if anybody listening to this podcast has ever used that, you might need to have a conversation with me about money. <laughs> because that is us. SP framed that gif. I am the man in that gif. If you never know what the Yurt sound like, if you used it, just pay us a visit. Pay us a visit. <laughs> I a lot of people. Um, <laughs> he said that's a lot of people. <laughs> Send us a donation. A dollar will do. <laughs> a dollar will do. Um, okay. Um this is fun. I got my like uh I feel passionate. Whenever I feel passionate, it feels like deja vu for me. I'm like, yep, this feels right. I'm alive. <laughs> so yeah, I am releasing my first single ever. Woo-hoo! Not a cover, not a mashup. Yes, Let's go. Right song right hey. um, Okay. It's called R.A.B. And um, it's dropping April 23rd, which is also my dad's birthday. So I was like, you know what? We're getting on a boat, bitch. Let's you go. Don't have me on a boat. We're going to Catalina. <laughs> you know nah, we're going to do it in Marina. This is so LA, LA of me to say, but we're doing it. Mar- okay, okay. Marina! Um, that will be there. And yeah, so I'm really excited about that. So the song is dropping April 23rd. It's so surreal to say this. And then the music video is dropping the following Friday. And just like everything attached to that. World you know, premiere. I'm so proud of it. World premiere. Your, World her, premiere. Bah, bah, bah. <sighs> My team has been just like with me this entire time, like from the ground up. Just, you know, community is everything. And like, I'm so grateful for them. And I'm so grateful, like, to have stepped into all of this. You know, I'm really excited for it. Big Sean heard it and was like, yo, this shit slaps. And I, I wasn't even in the room. I'm like, <gasps> I love you, and I knew this was a motherfucking hit. Thank hey, you. I'm just fire. So ready. So ready. ready. Um, and yeah, I'm also like, just want to say, like, oh, well, my Instagram handle is Ray of Light, spelled R E E, period, of O V, period, L Y T E. And, um, Hit me up. You want to talk about anything? You want to talk about mental health? You want to talk about finances? You know, I trade in the foreign exchange market. I have to hit you up. <laughs> like, I just want to talk, have conversations with strangers and with friends about the things that are not spoken about in your household. Um, to create conversations um, about things that are not spoken about, like investing and mental health and choosing yourself. So that you're ultimately choosing the community. Um, and I'm always looking to collaborate and contribute. And I'm really excited to be a part of everyone's journey because we're all here at the right time and the right moment. Even to whoever's listening right now, you are exactly where you need to be. Don't change a thing. Just start something new to better your life. Because that's really what helped me. 
Um, but yeah, RAB April 23rd. Oh my God, I'm so excited. And I'm complete. Let's Can't go. Wait. All platforms? We out here? All ah. motherfucking platforms, okay? You yes, can create the link in my bio. Hey. <laughs> link in bio. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Link in bio. Let's get it. Let's get it. Yes, no, sir. It's like, yes, sir. Oh, you're going to be like, swipe up. <laughs> right. You know, I am. And like in this day and age, like social currency is everything. So like the more we support each other, the more we elevate, the more messages get across. So I will be following and reposting and just being organic. I feel like that's missing. Um, but I'll be sure to bring that forth into all of my love with you all and anyone who's listening. Love, 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 love. In the words of my my good friend Osmond Benjamin, you know, I love you. God loves you. We out here. You know what I mean? Joy comes I mean, in the morning. Okay, uh, dang, you must have, you that's be closing it out for me. Damn, you made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, yo, take it, it away. Take it away. Oh, yeah, good, good at the social drops. Getting good at the so the, the, the sound bites, you know. Yeah, I, was, I know y'all gotta get the sound, sound bites, bites on. Sound you know bites, you know, I'm gonna yeah. chop that one up. I'm gonna chop that one up. That's gonna be a good one. Now, uh, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> yes, sir. Conversations friends. of color. We out here. That's that's what that's what we're trying to do. You know what I mean? Have conversations like these, just what Ray was talking about. You know, bring people together, building building a community. And I just, I, I really want to thank y'all, you know, definitely taking the time out of y'all schedule. I know y'all all busy, you know, y'all all grinding, all working on y'all own um, projects. So I, I really appreciate it. All I know good, my team does, like, we, we all appreciate y'all, you know, getting on this call right. and, uh, you know, just, just having this conversation because it's well needed. And for others that are in your, in, in your shoes they they're gonna have a, a sense of understanding knowing that they're not alone, right? They've they've that that struggle that they're dealing with, uh, others have dealt with it before. So I really appreciate y'all just sharing and being open. Oh never thank you, thank you for having us. Thank you for having us.